0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.
1: If you have never watched an episode of Kosher Money, this is the episode to watch. If you're looking to be financially successful, if you're looking to be successful in spirituality, this is the episode for you. Most people don't realize there is a simple recipe for success. And Rabbi Danielle Gladstein of Cedarhurst, New York, lays it out cleanly and beautifully in this short yet sweet episode. Enjoy. Being a Jew? Awesome. Managing personal finances? Not so awesome. Welcome to Kosher Money. We're approaching the Rosh Hashanah, the High Holy Holidays, and what better time to talk about money, right? Sounds almost like a contradiction, right? We're heading towards a spiritual... Awakening, a time where we're supposed to repent and do chuva, and yet our entire conversation will primarily be about money. Robert Gladstein, it's good to have you. I've listened to quite a few of your classes online on tour anytime, and one of them stood out to me. I was actually in attendance in Toronto when you spoke about business and the importance of being honest in business. Let's take it from the top. What does that mean, honesty? Business. Why, why is that so important to being a good Jew, a good person? What is it about honesty?
0: Okay, so you raise a very important question because, as you mentioned, here we are we're we're preparing ourselves for the high holy days for Yom Ram. and at first glance, it seems money is a, sort of a second fiddle to all the spiritual endeavors that we're working on improving and upgrading, but. Personally, I don't think there's a more important topic in preparation for the High Holy Days, for Yom Naram, than kosher money. Because here's a very important principle that probably in our generation, this idea is overlooked more than anything else. You know, one of the most important classic texts, Svarim, that we should really be studying more, you mentioned earlier, Masilas Yasharim, Written by the Ramchal, Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lutzato. This is the handbook of Jewish behavior and thought. He writes a very important line, and we can never really forget this. He says, Chasidos ho'amiti, true righteousness, hu rachayk mitzir sechleinu, is far from our imagination. Now, that's very important to focus on these words. Meaning, everyone has their image of what's a tzaddik, you know, what's a righteous person. And in our minds, you know, who's a righteous person? Somebody who maybe he fasts a lot or he stays away from any pleasure or he's in his corner praying or he's studying or even he's giving a lot of charity. You know, you have Baruch Hashem in our generation, you have working people. They're Makbid about Minion, they have like streaks, you know. They've gone years without missing a minion. They'll pay people to come to the airport so that they don't miss the minion and on the plane, and it's all beautiful, it's all wonderful. But upon further analysis, you know, what really is the hallmark of a righteous person? What makes a righteous person? It's so popularized in our mind, you know. Every it's a big tzaddik. Everyone's a tzaddik today, but but what is it? What makes a tzaddik? So in all the writing of the Rambam, in, the, in Maimonides, in the Yad HaChazaka, there's only one person he refers to as a tzaddik. You know, who would you think it would be? You know, Moshe who taught Torah to the Jewish people. Amazingly, the Rambam says, and, and this is also interesting because the Rambam goes through the financial portfolio of, of the patriarchs, the Avai Saktoshim. So he says, you know, Avraham, the Pasuk says, was very wealthy. Avraham, was quite wealthy. Yitzchak was very wealthy. Yaakov, the Ramam says, Yaakov, had sadik. Yaakov, the righteous one, was very, very wealthy. So now let's pause for a moment because, you know, there are people out there, they want to make more money. So, you know, Avraham was here on the, you know, he's maybe ranked 50 on uh, Forbes uh, list. And and uh, Yitzchak was also, you know, not yet in the top 10. And Yaakov Avinu, he's, you know, top three. He's very, very wealthy. What did he do? And the Rambam says, because Yaakov said to the conniving thief, Lavan, who was his father-in-law, he said, I worked for you with all my energy. I worked in the cold. I worked in the heat. When I had a cold, when I had a little runny nose, I didn't call the boss, you know, I have a 102 fever. I can't come in today. He didn't. Take paper clips home from the office. He didn't call long distance from the company phone. He didn't take home copying paper from the office. The reason why Yaakov Avinu was very, very wealthy was because he was honest. But that's also why he was righteous. In other words, why was Yaakov righteous? Because uh, we know Yaakov Avinu studied without interruption, without sleep. For decades, no, that's not why he's righteous. Is it because he sat and learned for Koilo for decades no, that's not why he was righteous. You know why he was righteous? Because he put in an honest day's work. That's a reality shift over here. I mean, who who thinks when you're looking around the shul on the on Rosh Hashanah and you look at you know, who's the righteous guy? Yeah, who's the righteous guy? The guy with the talus over his head, you know, and he's davening the long shman right? He may or may not be righteous righteousness is not as dependent on tefillah as it's dependent on honesty. So that immediately is a, it's a shocker. Mm-hmm. And that's something that in our generation we need to be more attuned to because you know people want to grow. People want to grow spiritually. And the question is, so where should one's focus be? One of the great tzaddikim, if I may, sure. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter. Yisrael Salanter is the founder of the, the Musr movement. So the Muslim movement was a focus on the ethical portions of the Torah. It's not a realm that's so popular today. And look, I enjoy personally studying all kinds of different svarim, even svarim about Jewish thought, machshava. In a certain sense, it's easy to think about what's going on in the heavens, what's going on in the upper worlds. What's harder to think about is What's going on in my bank account? What's going on in my wallet? What's going on in my heart? So we're all focused on the ethical portions of the Torah. And he, you know, this time of the year, kids are going back to school, you know, and uh, many kids are starting learning Gemara, Talmud Bavli, the Talmud for the first time. You know, isn't it surprising, Ellie? you remember when, when we were in yeshiva, so the first subject, you come into class, you're, you know, wet behind the ears. And you're opening up this big volume, this big tome, Talmud Bavli. Mm-hmm. And you would have expected we should start with the beginning. No, that's not how we do it. We start Baba Metzia, the laws of ownership, property. You know, Rabbi Stol Salanter found out about a group of supposed tzaddikim, supposed righteous people. They wanted to go through shas, and they wanted to go in order. So you start with brachos, you know, the Tractate about the blessings, and then about Shabbos, about the, the observance of the seventh day, and Erevin. Okay, very complex aspects of the of Talmud Babali. And Rabbi Sol says it's dead wrong. You can't learn that way. I said, well, I can't learn that way? He said, okay, hey, blessings on food are very important. Bracha is very important, but they're drabanan, they're rabbinic. Even Shabbos, ruba Ruba, The vast majority of the laws of the Sabbath are are rabbinic. Even Erevin, most of it is, is drabanan. What should we start with? Start with Bav Matziah. Laws of partnership. Laws of monetary law. Law of possession. They're all biblical. Who owns the buck is not rabbinic. It's biblical. That's more important. More important than Davin And I'm a big proponent of Davin Uthminian. We have to do whatever we can to the It's very important. My grandfather was in the camps. He risked his life to the Yuthamin. But there are more important things in Judaism then davening with a minion, people go to great lengths. Heaven forbid to eat, you know, on on Pesach gebraks. You know, you have technically speaking, it's it's kosher for Pesach. Okay, but if a little water got on it, many people have, they won't go near it. A person should have more fear from keeping a quarter that doesn't belong to them than eating. Gebroxed on Pesach, I mean mm-hmm. that's just the reality. People should be more careful to pay a worker on time than they are to make sure that they have a minion in the airport and it's a good thing to ha- to make sure you always have a minion, but it's more important to be careful that the money that you have belongs to you and you don't have a dollar in your account that doesn't belong to you.
1: one of the questions they ask you after someone passes away is not, did you eat Gabrox on Pesach right yeah. it's a it's
0: One of the top three questions, right? Yeah. Nasasav It's be'amunah. It's the first question. You know, are you honest in business? Sometimes we get so used to cultural, we'll call it cultural Yiddishkeit, cultural Judaism. More important is fundamental Judaism. And this is the foundation. Foundation is honesty. Honesty is the foundation of all Judaism.
1: A quick break from this week's episode to tell you that living expenses in Israel have skyrocketed. I just read that Israel is now ranked the country with the highest cost of living among developed nations, and it's only getting worse. The cost of food, bread, milk, cheese are priced 50 to 70% higher than other countries in its category, and they need your help. So, please give to Kolal Chabad, a charity that's been around for over 200 years. Tzedakah charity, we know, is one of the biggest mitzvahs in the world. And we're going to put a link to the show notes, even if it's 10 bucks, even if it's $100, if you can give $2,000, you can also give a recurring donation. So, a small amount of money, a large amount of money that can be given automatically over the course of the year, it can do monthly. Really cool option. Give to Kol Chabad. Now more than ever, especially during these high holy holidays, give from the bottom of your hearts. Open your wallets. Open your hearts and give kolchabad.org slash kosher money so they know that we've sent you, please, every dollar, every shekel, whatever currency you're in, it all counts. And now back to this week's episode.